Dungeoneers, and welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e podcast equivalent of eating a freshly cooked meal that you've been looking forward to all week. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master. I run the game, and I'm joined, as always, by my friends and co-hosts. We got my buddy Daniel over here, squirming with anticipation. Look at him. Yeah, this is my eager dance. No one else can see it, but I'm actually doing it. Janelle turned around from her desk. She would be able to verify that I'm actually squirming my shoulders. He is. It's kind of weird. Well, speaking of Janelle, we also have her, um, but she's not dancing. She is actually working on her new character that'll be joining the party after this session. Yeah, uh, the goal is maybe a little less squish, because apparently I'm really good at uh, dying. So, <laughs> get ready for that. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Nate's here as well. He's the, the most sane and normal of all of us today. It's a very sad day for the entire group, I have to admit, if I'm the sane one today. But uh, alas, welcome. We have uh, hit rock bottom, apparently, in the uh, sanity department. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we're canceled now, guys. It's <laughs> oh no, rock for you, man. So wait, wait. The devil's not supposed to be like sitting right next to me right now. Wait, wait. What? What? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I, I got it. Don't worry. I'll make sure that happens to the party. Don't, don't worry. I got this. <laughs> well, we also have Joel over here, and I think he's ready to roll with the punches and dish and dish some of them out himself today. What do you think, Joel? Well, I think that if there's one thing I'm good at, it's getting punched. <laughs> oh, he's going to roll with it. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Uh, any any stories connected with that, Joel, or is this uh, just in-game? Well, I mean, being friends with Daniel for this long. <laughs> <laughs> he's kidding. Don't say a thing. That's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. Joel and I cuddle more than we hit each other, and that is a fact. Yeah, I ask him to punch me. And... <laughs> And speaking of cuddle buddies, uh, we have AJ here too, who wields the strength of a thousand buffalo. That's how you, good of a yes. cuddler he is. Yes, and we're very strong emotionally, all of us. I mean, me, not all the buffalo. They're not real. Um, <laughs> what is this thing? <laughs> I'm just, buffalo, I'm just so buffalo. anxious, and I'm just, I'm nervous. Because my teammates might die, and there's nothing I can do. In fact, some people might even say that it's your fault. But that's that's just something. Yeah, I don't know who that would be, though. Like God, all week you've been like this. I know it's it's been it's been crazy. It's been it's been a little bit since we recorded, and I've been uh, I've been dreading today because I don't know how the dice are going to land. Today could go really good or really bad for you guys. Oh, like I said, the other characters in the works. And she will be very annoying. So I hope you guys are ready for that because it will be your fault, AJ. Spoilers, Janelle. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, Oh, God. Let's just get it over with, guys. Just (laughs) Just do it. Just do it. I know you guys can do it. All right. So I know you guys are excited to find out what's going to happen in today's session. But before we do that, I want to give a quick recap of what happened last week. So in our last episode, we witnessed what happens when a D&D party splits up. While Vez and Aegon departed into the fields to search for Rolf, Theo and Gunnar left to search for a missing goat in a neighboring field. 
and Jasper began digging deeper into the disappearances. Jasper asked around town to learn more about some of the other people who had gone missing, and his work led him to a suspicious cobbler. Theo and Gunner also got to work solving their missing goat case, but quickly solved it when they discovered cockatrice footprints around the pen. While furthering their investigation, they also found a strange man standing outside of a nearby windmill. Then after this, Vez and Aegon found the cockatrice, a large, wyvern-like creature living in Rolf's field. It attacked the duo out of fear, and now they are in a good deal of danger. So let's see what happens. So we come into view and we see Jasper running across the farmer's fields in full sprint, moving past the wheat, past the, the cows mooing in the distance, following the stray cat that's leading him to the grove of trees where flashes of light have been emanating from. And we shoot forward and we see Gunner and Theo likewise charging through the trees and trying to make their way up a nearby hill as they hear shrieks and the flapping of large wings. And then finally we pan over them and over another hill and we see the cockatrice attacking Aegon and Vez, flapping through the air, trying to bring its claws and tail down on its foes to kill them or drive them away. So we are gonna jump right back into our combat here with Aegon at the top of the round. Oh boy. So Aegon, what are you gonna do to this cockatrice? Uh, well, I think that the uh, cockatrice has come at me with some unparalleled ferocity, you know? So I think Aegon's kind of stumbling backwards and he's going to uh, hold out his hands and kind of make some motions and some ethereal fire will surround the cockatrice. He's casting sacred flame on it. Oh, okay. So that's a dexterity save from the cockatrice. All right, so it's gonna make a dex save. That is gonna be a nine. Okay, a nine fails. So Sacred Flame does a D8 of damage. Radiant damage, that is. And that is six radiant damage. All right, so you raise your rod and you bring holy light down on this cockatrice and you blast at it and it shrieks and tries to shed its eyes from this bright light that you've been bullying it with. And then as a bonus action, he is going to try to look past the cockatrice to get a glimpse of Vez, and he's going to use his last uh, use of healing light for the day to give her one more d6 in healing. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> and he rolled a six, so... Ooh. Ooh. There we go. Almost back up to full health. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, you're going to need it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so after that, it is the cockatrice's turn, and it is shrieking and flapping around. It has Vez coming up behind it, punching it and hitting it with her quarterstaff, and then it has Aegon frying it with this holy light. So it is going to... Uh, Josh, can I... <laughs> I forgot that I had it hexed, too. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I'll be nice, Joel, and I will let you add your extra damage from the hex. Yay. What a what a great... You know what, Josh? I think you are the best DM I have played with in the past year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Well, that would mean something if I hadn't been DMing for the last several years. <laughs> hey, wait a second. Hold on. We had our session. That's you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fine. <laughs> oh. uh, well, regardless of AJ's outburst there, that will add uh, another four necrotic damage. Okay. <laughs> it's okay, AJ. Your session will always be in my heart. Alright, so now the cockatrice is going to lunge forward. Now, it has already tried to use its stinger on both of you guys by this point, so it is going to neglect attempting that again, and it is going to fly into the air and try to come right down on Aegon with all of its weight on its big clawed feet, and it's going to make a claw attack against you. That's going to be an 18 to hit you. 18 hits me. <laughs> Right, that's going to be nine slashing damage. I am unconscious, so my hex so, is now gone. Cactus comes down on you, and you just crumple under its weight, and its claws dig deep into you and leave you with nasty gashes that are just just have blood flowing out of them. And then it's going to turn around and look at Vez, and it's going to try to peck at her with its beak. And that is only going to be a 12 to hit. No. Once in Woo. her life. Woo woo. <laughs> so you, you see it do this, and then it turns around immediately, like whips around in place, and lunges at you, and its beak snaps right next to you as you whirl out of the way of its attack. Now, before we move on to Vez, Aegon, does your hex vanish off of the cockatrice now? Is that a concentration spell? Yes, yes, it's concentration. All right. Now, Vez, it's on to you. You are standing up against this this massive 20-foot-long cockatrice by yourself now. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, fight, because her comrade just gave her his last healing spell, and he's down. So uh, she's not going to go down and leave him without a fight. And at this point, I think she sort of accept her death. Um, <laughs> she's gone down so many times. So let's uh, do a two-handed staff smack and see what happens. All right. That is, let me do some math. That is a 16 to hit. That will hit it. Yeah. Okay. Eight. So that is going to be eight bludgeoning damage. My quarter staff. All right, so when it when you whirl out of the way, you just come around with your staff and you smack its head off to the side. Yes, giving it a very angry smack. <laughs> and then I'm going to throw some punches. She's going to use her last key point to be able to do two unarmed strikes now. Okay. So let's see how this works. First one. Ooh. That is a 21 to hit. Oh, that will hit. Ooh, well, <laughs> that'll be four damage. So one on the dice. And then one more smack. And that's a natural 20. Oh my gosh. Nice. Ooh. Of course, it's on my fist, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice. Critical hit. So Janelle, just roll two of your damage dice and then add your modifier to that for your damage. See if you can get some extra oomph in this punch. That's a three. And that's a four. So that is seven plus three. That's ten. Ten damage. Wow. 
So what I think happens here is it leaps into the air and tries to come down on you like it did Aegon, but you swing up and you punch its leg so hard that um, it goes off at an odd angle with a snap, and the cockatrice lets out a shrieking wail. That's the end of my turn. All right. So back to the top of the round. Aegon, why don't you give me a death saving throw? Oh, boy. Got this. That's a nine. No, you don't got this. <gasps> no! <laughs> That's oh, man. one Almost. failed save. All right. So then it is the cockatrice's turn. And <laughs> instead of fighting, it is actually going to shriek, and it, it is going to take off. Uh, climbing its way up to the top of the treetops, and then once it's clear of the leaves, it's going to spread its wings to fly away. So now, Janelle, as it's leaving, you can try to attack it again, if you would like, as it no. leaves your reach. No, I'm okay. all about saving Aegon. The, the freaking scary bird chicken can be gone. All right, so it climbs to the top of the trees and spreads its wings and lets out another wailing shriek and flies away. Um, we cut back to Theo and Gunner, and as you guys are running forward, you see another flash of light. Then, like, a few seconds later, you hear a, a really loud shriek. And then a few seconds after that, you see a cockatrice fly right over you guys, like its shadow makes its way through the, the branches and leaves of the tree. Do we, do we see if it's injured or anything, or do we just barely get a glimpse of it? You barely get a glimpse of it. Okay. And then Jasper, you as well, you stop in your tracks for a second when you're at the edge of the grove and you see the, the cockatrice fly past you um, kind of into the other fields away from the trees. Fear, they are hoarding giant chickens in the forest. I knew they had some sort of secret plan. <laughs> oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. That's probably a cockatrice, right? I, yeah, pretty sure. But what's it running from? And what were those lights? We will have to see. Keep running. All right. All right. So now we're going to move back to Vez. So the fight is over, but now it is a race against time to save Aegon from bleeding out. Let's see if she can do a medicine check and stabilize him. All right. So use your medicine skill and add your wisdom. I'm so sorry. That was a two on the dice. Oh, so that no. is a four. <laughs> she comes over. She's oh, like, shit. she's like, huh? I wish I was a doctor. <laughs> I wish oh, I knew no. how to do anything. Let's see if this works. Smacks him. That didn't work. Let's try again. <laughs> all this oh, knowledge man. and all this skill wasted on my character. Here's academy <laughs> training. Wasted. wasted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, All right, geez. so now back on to Aegon. Aegon, you are bleeding out. Give me another death save. Yeah. Oh, right, we got this. We got it. Please pass. Uh, that's a 13. Oh, thank Woo! you. Right, so that's Woo! one success. Oh, God, you lookers. So, Vez, you can keep trying yep. to <laughs> save him because he is. He's. you don't know if he's going to make it or not. He's about 50-50 right now. Punch him in the throat. Ah, that was a 13 plus 2, 15. Okay, so you grab some bandages and you uh, grab a 
maybe some moss or something off a tree and just <laughs> stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding. You just grab bleeding. a huge piece of moss and you just you use it to apply pressure. You're not even doing it the right way, but somehow you're stopping the bleeding. <laughs> it's a big, it's a really big piece of moss. So thankfully that kind of just takes care of the problem. Yeah, it, it soaks up the blood. It's okay. <laughs> so yeah, Aegon has been saved from bleeding out. And as you're kind of making him a little more comfortable, as you're bandaging up his wounds, Gunner and Theo come cresting over the nearby hill and they see you guys on the ground. Both of you covered in blood. Vez still has the big, nasty... Uh, actually, no, you probably don't still have it because the Aegon... Yeah, it's like, I'm right. only down one hit point right now. Yeah. You're still covered on, in blood from where you were stung. And you're still feeling really stiff from the venom. Yeah, I think I think Gunner's running just over the hill, and he's like, "Aha! I have you now!" Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no! Oh yeah! <laughs> Boy, thank let's God not, the Kool-Aid let's not man. make the let's not make the Kool Aid Man canonical. Okay. <laughs> That's a dangerous weapon. Oh jeez. Josh, would you say I'm within sixty feet of Aogon? Oh yeah, you crested the hill, so like you're probably about thirty feet from them. They're at the the top of another like hill immediately next to you. Okay, I think Gunner's gonna drop one of his short swords, and he's going to pull out his pan flute, and he's going to play a nice soothing little melody, and he's going to say, ah, "Neosporin." Oh my god! No, I shouldn't. I should drop that joke. And he's gonna say, "Be well," and it's gonna magically float on over. No, it's not going to float on over. That's stupid. Okay, let me just do that over. I would just imagine that you and Theo are right there with Aegon. Yeah. Doing all this. Yeah, so... You're standing over his body, mourning him. Mourning. No. (laughs) He died. He died. We're not really dead, but we're dead. Yeah. (laughs) Gunnar's going to say, oh my god, what do we do? Oh yeah, that's right. I have magic. Toot. Be alive. And then, uh, so that's healing word, <laughs> and that grants uh, grants on one d four. It's very gunner. Uh, okay, well I rolled minimum, but I mean it's still gonna let you live, so that's going to be four points of healing. Yeah, the uh-huh. bleeding the bleeding stops. He's still got the wounds, but they're no longer life threatening. Yeah, you wake up and you're like legit covered in moss and bandages and blood <laughs> and blood, oh, mostly your own. <laughs> Mostly your own, but she was bleeding pretty good too. So a little bit of her blood, a little bit of your blood, a lot of moss, and some bandages. What happened Vez. here? Oh. Did you find the goat? The no, we fought a cockatrice because you all abandoned us. Um, we on a... yes, yes, you did. You left before I even came down. Why did you go charging even... in the woods after a cockatrice on your we own? We were trying to find the farmer because we were more worried about people than the goat. I, just, I thought they were connected. They might be, but still. Anyways. This chicken is tearing this group apart. Pretty much. <laughs> no, it's the goat gunner. As you yell this, Jasper crests the hill as well and sees you guys. He's got the cat sitting on his shoulder now. For some reason, it feels like this has been foreshadowed in a way. So much <laughs> actually, insanity. Actually, I want to I want to undo what I said. I think it'd be even funnier if he just appeared behind Theo and said that. 
<laughs> he just kind of pops up out of nowhere. Ah, where, where'd you come from? I've been here for a little while. You guys have just been acting really weird. Tisk, tisk. I don't believe you. But that's not the point right now. Aragon, was that light? Was that you? Were you fighting the cockatrice, really? And you survived? Only barely, it would seem. But uh, it, Vez did a great job keeping me alive long enough for Gunner to make sure I stayed alive. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to heal people. I tried very hard, though. I think Gunner has a <clears throat> maybe a brief moment of uh, kindness, a, a rare moment where Gunner isn't <laughs> feeling sarcastic. And I think he looks down at Aegon and he's standing over him, maybe the lights against his back. Uh, and he smiles and he says, I, I think you both did a great job. And he reaches his hand down to uh, help, help you up. Oh, and uh, Aegon will gladly take his hand and the help uh, to stand on his feet. Uh, uh, there you go. There you go. Vez, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I just thought you guys were going to be mad at us and just wait at the thing and then we'd be back after we figured out where the goat was. I really didn't think that you were going to head out. I, I'm so sorry. I wish we could have been there. At this point, Theo, it doesn't matter anymore. We're all somehow still alive. And I think we, I mean, Aegon and I just need a rest for a moment. Did you guys find anything? Hopefully you found something. We didn't just do all this for no reason. No, we did. We did. We figured out the goat was attacked by a by, cockatrice. Yeah, via, um... Nearby somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but he said, yeah, via... Uh, t- turns out there are cockatrices in, in the area. But who, who, knew, who knew? She looks so disappointed. Like, <laughs> it's just clear and it just takes <laughs> over her face. <laughs> well, to be fair, Vez, I mean, we did figure it out it's not normal to have the cockatrices come in so far to attack the goats. I mean, that's another oddity, kind of. Um, and there was a strange man. Oh, yeah, there was another window. thing. The other thing that was much more important. <laughs> she just blanks. She's like, go on. <laughs> She's not happy with you. You have not really proved any points to her. Well, yeah, because Vez, Vez has her own thing, because you, you guys knew that the cockatrice was freaking out about something, which is why it attacked you in the first place. Mm-hmm. So like, you're on your end, you're like, things are already weird enough. Now these bozos have something they're trying to push. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theo kind of, you know, shrinks as much as he can as a big lug and uh, pushes Gunner forward. Yeah, tell me about the the, the thing. Yep. <clears throat> uh, well, there was this uh, very rude man outside of the windmill, and he wouldn't let us go in. And, uh... <laughs> 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 you tried and, and, to go into someone's house and they wouldn't let you in. Um, well, he was being he was being really weird about it. You, you, you know, people you, don't you, just have to let you into their houses. Well, no, it was a wind it was a windmill. So uh, yeah, and it was he a said windmill. He, he said he was having trouble. Yeah, he said he was a windmill repairman. He said he was a windmill repairman. So I don't even think it was his his own house. So you were trying to break into a stranger's windmill, and the man working on the windmill wasn't letting you break into the person who was paying him's windmill, is what you're telling me. He wasn't working on it. He was was sitting outside of it. Perhaps he was on break, Theo. Oh. Well, well, he didn't say that, 
If, if, if he was just on break, he should have said so. So you harassed a windmill repairman on his break when he was fixing someone's windmill and he didn't let you into the post. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> no, he, he seemed really nervous and like was, was probably like... because you are how tall and you're <laughs> threatening him trying to get into bit. this windmill he's trying to fix. I'm like the nicest guy I know. I don't, why would I be threatening? It would also likely be a job site violation to let a uh, non-participant in. <laughs> oh, y- yes, we, uh, I, I will admit we were probably not wearing the uh, proper PPE. I'm, I'm sure that was one of his concerns. But but y- you know what? He wasn't wearing any PPE. I, I said, <gasps> Vio, we have to go back. You're right. He's hiding something. So while this uh, conversation is going on, Jasper is kind of standing off on his own, and he notices it, it's kind of oddly quiet, and he looks down and he sees the the cat that was on his shoulder is now on the ground, and it is just staring deeper into the grove of trees. <clears throat> and he looks over and he sees Tuo isn't sniffing around the cat or sniffing around you. It, he is also standing at alert, staring deeper into the grove of trees. Both the animals are very on edge about something. Okay, everyone. I think we should maybe investigate something or relocate for a little while. And he just points to the trees. What What, what do you mean? What's the problem? Oh, the, uh, yes, we sh- probably shouldn't stand in the forest filled with the giant death chickens. Why don't we go out to the fields and sort of hang out for a bit? Does that sound like fun? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Tuo, that's fair. Yeah. Tuo. You have to call him a few times because he he's still looking deeper into the grove, but eventually he looks back at you and trots on over, but then keeps looking back as you guys leave. Come on, you goober. And as you guys walk past the uh, cockatrice's den, um, it looks like it was dug recently. The dirt's fresh and there was no vegetation growing. And you do see a half-eaten goat. Um, at the edge of the den. <gasps> Which half? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was uh, it was split down the middle like a cross oh, section. Ew. Oh no! Wait, you mean <laughs> you asked AJ? Is that what? Oh, God damn it! All right. Well, I was gonna. There's any identifiable marks? I was gonna maybe bring back something. But like there's a lot a, of identifiable marks. Just, you got half the of head, the goat. Just cut off the head. And bring the head to the farmer and say, I found your prize goat! <laughs> no, oh, gosh. No, I, I meant like oh, a... Oh, no. The, 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 it, never mind. Here's the back part of your goat you're looking for. Hope this is good enough. It does have a collar that says Sparky on it. No. I don't remember if I gave the goat a name last episode. So, listener, if I did, let me know what I said the name was. I think it was... I feel like it was Sparky. It wasn't Sparky. That, that was definitely now. Sparky. It's definitely Sparky. It is now. Its name is officially Sparky. Cannon. Oh, poor Sparky. Gunner, look. Oh, but the- oh, oh, no, not that. I meant, the, I meant the. I meant the. I meant the collar. Oh, oh, well, um, well, yeah. It's a uh, um, um. It's Sparky. Gu- Gu- Gunner runs back over behind a tree, and you just hear. Oh. oh. <laughs> 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 oh. Must have been the fish sticks from this morning. (laughs) And Gunner just kind of waddles back over like, Oh, that poor little goat. Bless you, Sparky. 
and Gunner pulls out his pan flute and he just starts playing like this is uh, kind of drifting through the trees as you guys uh, depart the grove to go wait out in the fields. Are you guys going to grab the collar? Yeah, no, I grabbed it. I grabbed it. Okay. I mean, since we're over there, can we take like a quick, just a quick peeksies into the den? Just a quick peeksies. If, if Gunner sees anything, he's just going to run. Yeah, sure. Why don't you give me a perception check? All right, perception for the peeksies. Uh, that was a, well, that was a five total. Okay, so you don't see the second cockatrice hiding in the den. Roll for initiative. No, I'm, I'm kidding. You're fine. <laughs> There's nothing else in the den. Hey, God, run oh. away. There's just like some bones littered on the ground, but as I said, this is relatively fresh, so it's not like there's been a whole lot of activity there. Okay, well, I guess uh, back out to the fields. Okay. All right, so you guys go out to the field. You sit down to rest for a little bit. Are you guys taking a rest, like a short rest, or are you guys just trying to get away from there so you can plan your next move? I would like a short rest if possible. Yeah, I think a short rest would probably be best. Yeah, I don't see why we can't do both. Okay. Yeah, Phil and Gunnar have been hiking all day. They need a rest. <laughs> yeah, of course they do. <laughs> yep. Gunnar's like, oh, my feet are killing me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I feel winded for some reason. Need a short rest. I mean, you don't all have to rest if you don't need to. Like, some of you can scout ahead and, like, kind of look around without getting too far away. <laughs> or you could also, like, do something active. I think Aegon and I are definitely going to rest. Yeah. I need yeah, my I... key points back. Good call. I, I think as we're walking, Gunner's just kind of like, kind of sheepishly to the group is like, uh, well, I, I know I don't have, um, look, I, I know it's not really uh, my place to be saying this, but um, I think we need to do our best to stay together. You know, I think we've, uh, after this problem, we need to try and be a real team. We haven't been, you know, we're all pretty good on our own, but we aren't so good at the team thing yet. And I, I think I think we just need to figure it out. Until we fully figure it out, we need to stay t- together as one invincible unit. So as you're saying this, you hear a purring sound, and you see the stray cat is looking up at you as it winds itself around your legs. It seems to approve of what you're saying. Ah, uh, yes, well... I'm not terribly partial to kitty cats, but I will make an exception for you. Oh, you are kind of cute, though. But yes, uh, we also need to think of a team name. I'm thinking uh, the Gunners. But what do you think? No. The, the Gunner Runners. No. The, the Gunner Runners. No. Like, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm very tough. Oh, yeah. I can hurt some things. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I can see it. Tuo, Tuo rolls over and groans. <laughs> I think it's Jasper and the Tagalongs. <laughs> Tuo's heroes. We have time to think about it. We we don't have to rush these things, but uh, just just throwing yeah, it out. You there. can't rush art. Um, all all of that to say, I think Gunner is going to stay put next to uh, Vez and uh, Aogon during their rest. How far away is the uh, old lady's hut from here? Oh, I mean, it's about a half mile to cross the field and get back to her place. Plus, you kind of have to hop over into the adjacent field to get to her home. Okay, I think Fia's going to wait then just because that'd be a bit of a trek and 
He was just yelled at for leaving the group. For a goat. Plus, even though it was injured, you didn't get to see where the cockatrice flew off to. True, true. We don't see it now, of course. Yeah. It stinks. Man, poor few. I mean, uh, poor Vez and Aegon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mostly poor Aegon at this point. My hero, Theo, save us. Go fight the cockatrice. <laughs> I think I'm good for now. Well, so Vez, what What do you want to do now? Aegon, do you want to go back? Should we just hang out in town? Tell the guards about the cockatrice? What do you guys think? I, I think we need to sit down and get our uh, wind underneath ourselves, and then we need to go back to that strange man at the windmill. I don't like him. I bet if he had friends, they wouldn't like us either, though. Mm, well, then then you can kick their butts, Theo. You're, you're pretty tough. I, I think you can do it. But why would I kick their butts? Yeah, you you kick their butts, and I'll supervise. No, I don't understand. Why? But that I thought but you were implying that they were going to fight us. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, and those that running, uh, d- did you happen to hit your head at all, or is this... Mm. What, are you talking to me? Mm, oh, yes. Oh, sorry. I I, I know it's kind of awkward because Aogon was standing between us. Uh, sorry, Aogon. Aogon, you should be sitting down. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> okay. well, I was going to say, uh, AJ did also ask Aogon what he wanted to do, and he hasn't had the chance to talk yet. Yeah. Okay. Gunner. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll sit down. Well, I think that if you two are so worried about that windmill repairman, we could definitely chance a visit to him after after we finish our rest here. Okay. Sounds good to me. Um, Jasper, have you named your cat yet? That I think I think the cat has claimed you now. Yeah, it's sitting on Jasper's lap right now. It doesn't seem to be bothered by the fact that he doesn't produce body heat. I feel like I need to show the cat that I am supposed to be the one in charge. It seems to dictate where I go and what I do. I think you're going to be uh, maybe a little bit sad to realize that's just how cats work. They do what they want. Then we shall just call it master. Interesting. Actually, I, I low-key kind of like that. So... I high-key kind of like that. <laughs> So it's Master the Cat. Okay. It's your cat. You get to name it. Or Miss Fluffykins. <laughs> no, ma- Master's a lot better. Master Fluffykins. And it's appropriate. <laughs> it's appropriate because it's a cat. All right. So you guys sit down. You have your rest. And you look up. It's uh, So yeah, it's uh, kind of getting later into the morning. I think it's probably getting close to about you know, brunch time, maybe. You could have an early lunch, possibly. So, what are you guys going to do? You still have the the grove of trees that you guys only kind of went a little ways into. You have the windmill that you guys have been talking about. And then there is also the graveyard that you can see um, off a couple fields over as well. Those are really the only three landmarks that stand out on the otherwise boring fields. Well, you know what Gunnar wants to do. Joel? What what was Aegon saying before or during the rest? He just said that since Theo and Gunnar wanted to go see the windmill guy again, that we should we might as well do that. So do we want to do that then? Yeah, if you guys are game. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna Enthusiastically, head over yes. <laughs> okay, we head over to the windmill guy. 
Okay, so you guys cross the field and uh, you get close to the windmill and you can see up ahead, the guy who's standing outside the windmill is now talking to someone else. Um, this other guy looks like a, an older man, kind of white hair, stooped over a little bit. He has a mule with a cart and it is loaded up with uh, sacks and he's dressed like a farmer. And they look like they're having a pretty cordial conversation as you approach. And as you get closer, they both turn to look at you and the, the mean guy at the windmill crosses his arms and glares at you, but the farmer waves enthusiastically at you and says, Hello, strangers! What brings you to my windmill? Oh, we, uh, we were here to, uh, um... Lend aid. Fio, why don't you tell them why we're here? Um, <laughs> we're here because we, um, we were, we got help and you need it and, um, broken windmill we will fix. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, no, I've already, I've already got, got my man here fixing it. It's okay. Theo, I thought you said you wanted to come back here because you didn't trust the man that said he was fixing the windmill. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, is that what I... I didn't say that. I I forget what voice did I do for the mean man. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember. Yeah, okay. I think it's just a normal voice. Yeah, the the, uh, the mean man says, What, you didn't trust me? I told you I was a repairman. Well, you were being uh, very suspicious and you weren't wearing any safety gear and you weren't doing anything when we came by earlier is is he being paid by the hour just out of curious just curious yeah at, at that at that the farmer looks up at him and says now hey hang on a second you said it was going to take a, a month to fix this is this why i windmill i've been having to use my my neighbor's windmill to to grind my flour for like the past month now is this, is this why do you, do you just do you work really slow? Do you only work when I'm here? No, I'm, he's lying. Look at him. They obviously want my job. They're trying to discredit me. We're not window windmill window. We're not windmill repair people. We we're adventurers and we help people and like this goat. And he holds up the collar. I mean, but, <laughs> oh, the goat he's covered in blood and everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. So we were trying to help the goat, but then the cockatrice apparently got it before us. But we help people. Jasper just puts his hands on his face and just looks down. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, see that? They're talking about they're talking about cockatrices now, okay? Those don't just swoop in. Those like to stay way away. Yeah, you guys are a little suspicious. I what? would like no. to point Fio, uh, deep breaths. Um, <laughs> I would like to point out that we can take you to a cockatrice den right now. It actually almost killed me and my friend when we stumbled upon it. See the puncture wounds? No, I'm, we're not we're not really interested in that. Maybe you guys should just leave. Or got, maybe got, you should give this farmer some of his money today. back because you're obviously scamming him. I'm not scamming him at all. It takes a long time to repair windmills. Farmer Trevor, are you a windmill repairman? Well, uh, no, I'm I'm not. Well, all right. So you don't know how long it takes to repair a windmill. So when I say it's a month, it probably takes about a month. Don't listen to them. Well, uh, Farmer Trevor, was it? Oh yes, that's my name. Have we have we met? Uh, no, uh, my name is uh, uh, Gunner. A pleasure to meet you. Well, a pleasure to meet you too. 
have you actually seen the inside of the windmill? Uh, he wouldn't let us even peek inside earlier when, when we were by. I, I'm j- I'll, I'll admit, I'm a bit of a nosy person, so I know it's a little weird to want to poke into other people's business, but he was so adamant about us leaving immediately. It just, I mean, just red red flags all over the place, don't you think? Well, I mean, it's it's your word against his, and I've known him for about a month now, because he's been fixing my windmill. Although, it would actually, it would be nice to get an update on what the inside of the windmill looks like. And he looks over at the repairman. Yeah, how, how about you show us real quick? And the, the repairman looks like a, a deer in the headlights. Well, I, uh, le- oh, why don't we make our progress? I'm walking over into the windmill. <laughs> so as you're walking, can everyone give me a perception check? Oh no! Yay! Natural one. <laughs> That's because you're busy, I'm sure. He's performing his walking over there for everybody, but I also got uh, a five. I got a three. Oh no! <laughs> AJ, Nate. I, <laughs> I, uh, I actually got a ten. What if my passive perception is much higher? <laughs> no, we decided a while ago to not do that, so sorry, Janelle. Told you Jasper was covering his face the whole time because he got a nine. Oh, God. We're the best group ever. <laughs> so as you guys are uh, walking around to look into the windmill, nobody notices the farmer pull out a shiny dagger and move forward to stab Vez in the back. What? At the same time, <laughs> at the same time, the repairman tenses up and his veins begin to turn black and his skin begins to blister as his muscles begin to bulge and grow and he raises his hands for an attack. So everyone, roll for initiative. Oh, fuck. It's a good thing no. we rested. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wasted my 20. I don't know what I expected. I'm sorry. A fight? Not surely a fight with suspicious people. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> AJ. I thought we are just going to cuddle or something like that here. You know, it's just great people. Yep. Although I didn't think I was going to be the first one to be stabbed, but that was definitely a dumb thought on my <laughs> part. I should just be ready. Janelle, I chose at random. It wasn't meant to be targeted. I think you just are having exceptionally <laughs> bad luck. Oh just God. let me feel better and think that it was targeted and that even random luck is not against me. Janelle has four, 14 hit points, so this first attack will do at least 14. Yeah, it gets sneak attack. Of course it will, uh, with a dagger, this, yeah. So are we going to lose our sponsorship from Neosporin to be replaced by Target? Yeah. <laughs> 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 or is this just Janelle's secret sponsorship? It's my, well, I did work there for a while, so you know. No, we know. You've got connections, so you can get the advertising. Right? Yeah, I do. And then... <laughs> I'll work on some other places that are businesses inside of Target next. So I also worked there at one point. <laughs> so is this this is a sneak attack, right, on me? Not mechanically. It's just he, the farmer gets the surprise round, but the guy who is... Transforming. 
Yeah, the guy who is transforming is not going to get a surprise round because you guys are turning around as he begins to bulk up and transform. I thought you said it was going to go after Gunner. What? I thought you said the farmer is going to attack Gunner. No, he's stabbing no, he's me. St he's literally best. took out his dagger and is stabbing me in the back. All right, never mind. Stab, stab. <laughs> I just, it was just kind of weird because I thought Gunner was going in. Don't worry, Master will take them all out. Honestly, that would be really freaking cool. <laughs> That'd be nice, yeah. Your cat turns into like a ninja and just like takes everybody down or transforms into like a big old something and just chomps one down because it ate it. <laughs> Come to find it's just a giant, you know, bronze it's like, dragon. It's like the it's like the cat from uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really funny. I was going a different direction. I was like, it's a, it's been a Zord the whole time, and like, we, this has been Power Rangers from the beginning. <laughs> Just the audience didn't know it. Sorry, sorry. I know we were gonna wait till later to say it, but it makes sense now. Okay. Well, so Janelle, this, um, the farmer is gonna try to stab you with the dagger, and as he does this, he stops looking so stooped over and like straightens up. So he's gonna stab at you with a natural one. Haha. <laughs> Thought you were so, yeah, sneaky, his... but you're not. So, so yeah, as he's straightening up, the the repairman begins to bulk up. So you turn around and you duck just as the blade comes by. Like it nicks your clothing, but doesn't touch your skin. Then it's my turn, right? Yeah, and uh, as, as this happens, he lets out a, a growl. And he says, should have minded your own business. His friendly demeanor just drops. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things we should do that we don't. And she goes for the knees with her staff. Okay, so venture at the top of the round, so make your attack against his knees. Fighting dirty get from the get-go. He tried to stab her. She doesn't care anymore. Just going for the knees. Just ouch. Okay, that is 18. I hope this hits. An 18 will hit him, yes. Okay. So with her... Two hands on her staff, going hard for the knees of this angry, angry man. Ooh, that is going to be eight damage. And then, because Vez is in the mood of fighting dirty, she's going to use her bonus action for her unarmed strike and just punch up, if you get what I'm saying. So, yeah. Although I don't know how much that will hurt him since he's maybe a man, but maybe not fully a man i don't know <laughs> yeah, you, you bashed in his knees and it, it looked like it hurt him but you felt like an old el elderly farmer would have gone down much quicker yeah and that is going to be 20 a 20 will hit as well this mm -hmm. is mad she's so mad <laughs> people keep trying <laughs> to hurt her she's gone down so many times uh and that's gonna be six all right so yeah you hit his knees and he kind of stumbles back and then you do an uppercut and you hit him right in the chin. Josh, that's not what I meant, but oh. that's probably nicer. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're gonna demasculate this man. <laughs> a little bit. Try to keep this PG-13, Janelle. It's, it's... Is that what we're doing? Well, she. the point is she's trying to... One, she's very angry and she's fighting dirty. But two, she's pretty sure this guy is also like part robot like the girl was. And not part this... robot. I'm sorry. <laughs> not part robot. I should never have tried to compare it to Jasper. Okay. That it has weird mechanics inside of him that make him stronger. And she's trying to see if that is true. And she feels like 
taking out the knees, and then punching him in his manhood would make a point. But if he doesn't make a point to, you know, say that that hurts, then she's pretty much her thoughts have then been confirmed. All right, well, you kick him in the groin then. So that, that's the end of your turn then, Vez, right? Yes. All right. Then moving on to Gunner. You were just about to enter the windmill when this fight starts and you look back and you see the same sight you saw with that serving girl, except it's a much bigger man. Uh, flashbacks, Gunner's like, oh! And um, Gunner is going to look at the giant hulking repairman and he's going to say, oh, you look like a giant pile of grapes. And he's going to cast <laughs> a vicious mockery. Oh, my God. Okay. Because he's, like, bulging, and it's, like, all the weird muscles. No, I, I get it. It's I like, get it. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, so vicious mockery. You unleash a string of insults laced with subtle enchantments at a creature you can see within range. The target can hear you, uh, though it need not understand you. It must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 1d4 psychic damage and have disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. Alrighty. So that is going to be a six. Nope. So big dude takes four psychic damage and his next attack uh, will be made with disadvantage. All right. So you cast the spell and he it reels back and he clutches his head and lets out a, a pained moan. Like a deep guttural one. Yes, I, I thought that was a good one. All right, uh, Theo saved me. And, and Gunner's going to uh, pull out his short sword, but then he's going to kind of like reel back uh, kind of a little bit away from oh the group gosh. to survey the situation. <laughs> he's going to tr- start making his way back towards the fields. He, he's going to, yeah, he's going to stand a little back. He, he just, uh, he remembers what happened last time when some, one of these things died. Okay, Aegon, it is on to you. Okay. Uh, Aegon's going to take a similar course of action. He's going to back off east or west into the fields. And looking at the farmer, he he doesn't look like... He doesn't have, like, the black veins and stuff on him, correct? No, he looks fairly normal. The only difference is he's no longer stooped over. He looks like he's much more fit than the impression he was giving. Okay. Uh, so I think in that case... No, I, I think he'll still go. Since he was he was threatening Vez so much, I think uh, Aegon will, will target the farmer with an Eldritch Blast to ensure that he can't cause any uh, any undue injury okay. to his party members. Uh, it doesn't matter because he rolled a four on the die to hit, and that is only a nine. Yep, that is not going to do it. <laughs> so you fire your blast and it misses him and uh, blasts a small hole in the side of the windmill. Well, that ain't getting fixed any times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, pretty much the extent of Aegon's turn. All right. So then we're going to move on to Farmer Trevor, as he calls himself. He's still wielding the knife, and he's going to say, Look, I didn't want to hurt you, Missy, but you're stepping in spots you shouldn't be stepping in. And uh, he's, he's just going to try to stab at you again with his dagger. Ooh, that is going to be a 23 to hit. Wow, just barely. Gosh dang it. <laughs> well, it's only going to be it's only going to be uh, three piercing damage. Okay, that's I can handle that. So yeah, he he nicks you in the side of the face because you dodge the grunt of his thrust. He looks like he's aiming to kill. Well, that gives her less feelings about what may happen very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, it's on to Theo. Uh, Theo, spinning around, hearing the commotion, uh, turning away turning away from the door, is going to look back, seeing that Vez is again under attack. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to try to run around them to get on the other side of the farmer, using pretty much all of his movement. And he's going to try and just knock this guy out since he doesn't seem like he's gonna do the same thing the maids. Was it a maid? Before? Serving girl, yeah. Serving girl. He doesn't seem like he's gonna do what the serving girl did if he tries to knock him out. So he's gonna try to do just a reckless attack, but just try to use the bludgeon part to just kind of knock him out or make sure he can't fight anymore. Okay. Go for it. So, um. Are you using your great axe? Yeah, but like the flat side, just to try to hit him with it. Kind of like a baseball bat, just. Yeah, no, you just didn't say what <laughs> weapon you were using. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just going to punch him in the mouth. <laughs> That's what that. I thought you were doing. I was like, no, you got a thing there. No, sorry, yeah. So, so Fio is going to take the broad side of his axe and just slap it against him. Just try to knock him down, get him out of the fight using non-lethal damage with a reckless okay. attack. So with that, I get advantage. I love this reckless attack to daintily knock him out. <laughs> uh, Oops, I was one. holding the axe the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> the first one uh, was a 10. The second one was an 11. So that is a 16 to hit. A 16 will hit. Okay. Uh, and so it's non-lethal damage. It'll just be a D12 plus 2. So that's 7 damage. 7 slap of damage. Okay, so you swing, you hit him right in the chest. There's a thud, uh, and he just crumples to the ground. Actually, it's probably not a crumple. You probably sent him flying back about <laughs> like three he feet. He just <laughs> baseball bats him into like the windmill or something. <laughs> I just don't know my own strength. I, it's like a cartoon. You hit him in the chest, but his false teeth stay uh, right where they were. <laughs> he was pretending to be an old man. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, I think that's it for his turn. But Josh, just so you know, with Reckless Attack, that does mean anybody else has advantage against me until my next turn. Okay, so uh, it's is Tuo going to do anything? Oh, yes. So Tuo is going to be following Fio right up the side and is going to get on the other side of Fio and just kind of watch, see what the big guy does. He's a little scared from what happened with the maid because he sees the same things happening, the shifting, etc. of the body. So he's just going to hang back and wait for an attack. Would it smell the same to him, Josh? Tuo is freaking out. Like, he is freaking out from this transformation. In fact, all the animals are freaking out. The cat is whipping around, and the mule that was attached to the cart is trying to wrench itself free so it can run and get out of here. Does that, does that also answer your question, Janelle, too? I mean, if if he, if the, if the it's like he visibly sees it and that's what freaks him out, I wasn't sure if, since he is a dog, there would be, like, a weird smell associated with it that would, like, set them off. You wouldn't, you have no idea if it's a smell thing or if it's something else. But animals just freak out in general, so but you don't know what the cause is. All right, anything else from Theo and Tuo? Nope, we're good. All right, so this raging roided-up repairman is currently standing right next to Jasper, so he is going to pick up one of the large bricks that was knocked off of the windmill 
and he is going to try to use that to smash Jasper's head in. To disadvantage. With disadvantage. So I'm going to roll both. Well, that would have been a natural 20, but with the disadvantage, it uh, I get a 13 total. That's still it. At least it wasn't a critical hit. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to bash you for seven bludgeoning damage, and then he's going to swing again. Is this one with disadvantage too? No, it's only the first one. Okay. And that is going to be a 19, so I know that hits. So he's going to smash you once, and then he's going to smash you again for another seven points. I'm down. So boom, bang, and he caves a dent into your head, and you collapse. Oh, my gosh. Jasper, (laughs) why don't you give me a death saving throw on your turn? Be happy to. That's a 12. Yay. All right, so that's one success in the right direction. So as he does this, the man lets out a bellowing roar, and you can see his skin starting to blister and steam like you saw in the serving girl as he, as his overdrive healing, which I was supposed to do at the beginning of the turn, kicks in and heals him up to full hit points. And then since he had an extra point of healing remaining, he also gains one temporary hit point on top of his base HP. And he holds up this brick and turns, and you can see in his eyes, he looks like he's in pain, and he also looks terrified now. hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it and our other episodes with your friends family and co-workers your boss if you're daring visit our website to find your copy of a DD quick starter guide and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description there we discuss episodes dungeons and dragons and stem topics that we all love thanks again for listening we can't wait to see you here at applied dungeoneering Some of the background music and ambience in this episode is from Sirenscape. Enhance your gaming table at sirenscape.com. The songs Country Village and Salt Marsh are from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash nd slash 4.0.